thanks for checking out this message from Springmount Church. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, springmount.church. Why not check out all the different groups that run throughout each week in Barrow and on Walney? And join us every Sunday from 11am at Salt House Pavilion in Barrow Infernos. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, please email prayer at springmount.church or sign up on our website for monthly news straight to your inbox. To Sunday of the bank holiday weekend. I hope you've had a really good weekend and the weather is still uh, as good as it has been, hopefully. Um, today, we're carrying on our series on Heroes of Faith. If you haven't been listening, you can go back on YouTube and on our Facebook page and on our website and you can go on our podcast and you can hear what we've talked about so far, as well as our devotions from Acts that happen Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. It'd be great to join you, uh, for you to join us even. And thanks to Dan Randall for doing Fridays, uh, one of our old boys there joining in, so uh, that's fantastic. But today we're talking about Abraham. And there's a phrase that's been going through my mind all of this week as I've been planning today's talk. And that phrase is this, go and leave it. So that is going to occur throughout the talk today, that we've got to go and leave it. That led me, as I thought about it, to a very famous disco song. Can you guess what it is? At first, I was afraid. I was petrified. Kept thinking I could never live without you by my side. And then the chorus says, go on now, go. Walk out the door. Just turn around now because you're not welcome anymore. And today our journey with God isn't I will survive, but it's a promise that we can thrive with God in the situation. It is about thriving even in difficult situations and the fact that God sometimes may call us to go either physically or spiritually to a place where he needs us to be. So I want to ask you a question. When in life have you had to go and leave it? Maybe it's been going to a new home or a new town or even for some people a new country like the Thornhills and Chris Coles. Obviously Debs was there anyway. Maybe it's been when you've got married or, or moved for a job. I moved to Barrow nearly 24 years ago. I didn't know what to expect other than I was going to teach, I was going to marry Roz and I was going to start a new family. Was there a little fear there? Maybe. I don't think I was petrified though. Maybe Roz was, but you'd have to ask her. But I didn't go because I wasn't welcome where I was. I was excited to go and leave it. Sometimes that's the case, isn't it? We can be excited to go and leave it. I was excited to go to a new place, to go to a new setting and a new home and leave my family home of 23 years to settle in a new place. That song that I mentioned has one line that probably relates to Abraham. It says this, as long as I know how to love, I know I'll stay alive. You never thought you'd get so much God stuff out of Gloria Gaynor songs, did you? Well, as long as I know that God is love, I know my hopes will thrive. Maybe we can change it to that. So today we turn our attention to another hero of faith, maybe one you know a bit more about than Enoch or Noah. Abraham was told by God to go and leave it. 
to go and leave everything he knew and even leave his inheritance behind in order to become the father of all nations. I don't think I've left my inheritance behind at moving to Barrow, although you'd have to ask my mum and dad about that. They do keep going on holidays though, so that's a bit worrying, but all the best, they can't at the moment. But I'm still welcome back into my family, so I've not been told I'm not welcome anymore. And I don't think I'm the father of many nations, although sometimes my house may feel like it and be bursting at the seams with folk. So first of all, let us remind ourselves, what is faith? Faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. And remember, verse six says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Let's learn those two verses, verse one and verse six, really important. Let's read now from hero, Hebrews, heroes, I'm calling it heroes. Let's read now from Hebrews chapter 11 and verses eight to 19. And today's guest readers are Naomi and Simon Chad. So take it away, the Chads. Hebrews chapter 11, verses eight to 19. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as, as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. And even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith, for he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, though she was barren and was too old. She believed that God would keep his promise. And so a whole nation came from this one man who was as good as dead. A nation with so many people that, like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, there is no way to count them. All these people died still believing what God had promised them. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it all from a distance and welcomed it. They agreed that they were foreigners and nomads here on earth. Obviously, people who say such things are looking forward to a country they can call their own. If they had longed for the country they came from, they, would have, they could have gone back. But they were looking for a better place, a heavenly homeland. That is why God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son Isaac, even though God had told him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. And in a sense, Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. Thank you for that. So, Abraham left it behind. He was told to go and leave it. He was told to go to a place that he didn't know. He was told to leave behind everything that he did know in order to see the promise of God. Why? because he had faith in God and that he had faith that God was true to his promises and true to his word. Verse 10 says, looking forwards to a city with foundations with God as the builder. He was looking forward to something that God was building. He was looking to so for something where the foundations were put in place by God himself. Verse 16 echoes that and says, but they were looking for a better place a heavenly homeland. That is why God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. God promised them the best. He promised provision and he promised preparation. 
they were confident that God would provide and that he would be faithful. When my children were little, they knew if I picked them up from school, then they were, there was a promise of a snack and a drink from the shop. That was a promise. Without me even saying it, they knew that I would provide for them. They knew that because they knew me. Abraham knew God and knew he could trust him. Even as my children have grown older, for example, when Joel moved away to Bristol and to Gloucester, he knew that if I visited him there, then actually I would provide food from somewhere when I was there, usually involved pizza. That wasn't because I didn't like his cooking. In fact, he makes a, he makes a mean enchilada. I just want to stress that the word mean can mean average in maths. I'm only being, his, his enchiladas are very nice, so it's okay. But actually I did that because I wanted to provide for him. I wanted to be able to enjoy time with him. I didn't want to be cooking or him cooking. I wanted to spend time and I wanted to provide some food for him. He knew that I would do that because he knew me. Abraham knew God and he knew that God would not leave him in the lurch, that God would never let him down, that God would never fail him. Let me ask you, if you had a choice between your past and a future that's full of hope, which would you choose? Abraham had faith because he was asked to go and leave it. And he did. He left it all for something that was unknown. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. In the Abraham story, there are so many examples of faith that Abraham has. Examples of his trust in God, examples of his commitment and examples of God's provision. But there's also examples, once again, of his human nature, of the fact that he tells lies and again gets caught out. The fact that he, he makes mistakes, but God is still faithful and God is still forgiving and gracious and Abraham is still a hero. Abraham's whole story is found in chapters 9 to 25 of Genesis. We can't possibly cover those one Sunday morning in half an hour. So I want to encourage you to read it and see for yourself what God says. But over and over in that story, God promises Abraham that he will have descendants, numbering as many as the grains of sand on the seashore, as many as the stars in the sky. Promises, promises after and reaffirming those promises time and time again. And yet it still doesn't happen. It still seems unlikely. Do you know why? That's because Abraham has to go and leave it in God's hands. Is God asking us to do that today, to go either physically or mentally or metaphorically, but to leave it in his hands, to leave the known and the unknown in God's hands for us to release control. He tries to make it happen his own way, if you know the story, and that actually ends up with division, difficulty and disaster that is still impacting our world today in the 21st century. And yet God keeps repeating his promises. He even changes their name from Abram and Sarai to Abraham and Sarah. Now, it might seem a little bit strange that God has promised these things. And, and in the middle of all this, he changes somebody's name. In English, he adds the letter H. In Hebrew, that letter is the letter Hi. It's the fifth letter of the Hebrew alphabet. 
I had never recognised the total significance of this change until I read a book this week written by a Messianic Jew, a Jew who believes Jesus was the Messiah, who recognises Jesus as the Christ. This letter, Hai, alludes to the divine creative breath of God, which releases his creative power and the potential to do the impossible. They had to leave their old names behind. They had to. But their new names are a reminder to them that smack bang in the middle of them, God isn't finished with his promise. That they still have the potential, that there is still the potential for God's creative power to be at work in them and to provide his promise and fulfil it. They still have potential because he can create and achieve the impossible. God is the God of the impossible, the God of the miracle. And his name change reminds them of that promise again and again. But Abraham and Sarah only saw from a distance what God promised. They didn't see the complete fulfilment of that promise. Corey once went on a trip to Barcelona with school. He was so excited about this trip. We heard about it, him banging on about it for ages. I'm going to Barcelona, place I've never been, I'd love to go. But the highlight for Corey of this school trip was going to be going to the Camp Nou, or the new camp. Barcelona Football Club's stadium. It's supposed to be one of the best places to go and watch sports. He was absolutely buzzing that he was going to be going to this place, to be going to see the place where Lionel Messi and Luis Suarez and players like that are playing their football. On the day they were in Barcelona and they went on the stadium tour, Corey was violently sick. And as a result, they wouldn't let him in. And so he was only allowed to see the promise of the stadium from a distance. He didn't get to experience the total tour and immerse himself in it. But he knows it's still there and maybe one day he can go back. But it's not much fun to look from a distance, but sometimes God will show us glimpses of the hope for the future. One child to Abraham and Isaac isn't exactly multitudes. That isn't exactly grains of sand on the beach, unless it's a very, very small beach. It isn't exactly stars in the sky, unless it's on a very cloudy night. But we can see looking back, we have hindsight. We can look back on Abraham's story and see how faithful God was and how God fulfills his promises and how he continues to be. So much of Abraham's story for Abraham involves the unknown. So we're going to hear one part of the Abraham story from Genesis chapter 22. It's an uncomfortable part of the story when Abraham and Sarah have finally had this son Isaac in their old age, this son that's going to be the beginning of these multitudes, this one precious gift from God. And then God asks Abraham to do something incredibly uncomfortable, take it away from the Chad's house. Genesis chapter 22 verses 1 to 14. Sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called. Yes, he replied. Here I am. Take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. The next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him, along with his son, Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God had told him about. 
On the third day of their journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told the servants. The boy and I will travel a little farther. We will worship there and then we will come right back. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders, while he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them walked on together, Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Father? Yes, my son, Abraham replied. We have the fire and the wood, the boy said, but where is the sheep for the burnt offering? God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son, Abraham answered, and they both walked on together. When they arrived at the place where God had told him to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son, Isaac, and laid him on the altar on the top of the wood. And Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven. Abraham? Abraham? Yes, Abraham replied. Here I am. Don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way. For now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. Then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by its horns in a thicket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of his son. Abraham named the place Yahweh Yireh, which means the Lord will provide. To this day, people still use that name as a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Thanks again for reading today from Simon and Naomi. Much appreciated. I won't name check Jeff because uh, he gets too embarrassed. So again, Abraham is told to go and to leave it, go to a mountain and leave the life of his son up there. That is difficult. That is distressing to hear. How on earth can the God of love and our God ask this in the first place? How on earth can that be? First, it's important to know some context. Those of you who've been to Jeff Chad's wonderful Thursday night old to new sessions before the lockdown, and I hope that didn't make you blush, Jeff, will know that throughout the Old Testament, there were people and groups of people who chose to worship other gods, to worship Baals and to worship Asherah and to worship other gods. And one of the ways that they worshipped these gods was they sacrificed children to them. They would sacrifice their children thinking that that would please the gods. So when God asks this of Abraham, maybe Abraham just thought this was a normal request from an all-powerful deity. So he was willing to go and leave Isaac in God's hands. Abraham was confident in God's provision. He had faith. He was sure. He was certain of what he couldn't see. God hadn't failed him yet. God had never let him down in any way. So this part of Abraham's story would constantly remind future generations that God doesn't want children sacrificing in any way. That when those nations around them continue to do it, mums and dads of Israel's children would be reassured that the God of all universe would not require the sacrifice of our children. Abraham's faith in God is shown because he is confident that God will provide a lamb. He says to Isaac, God will provide. Isaac says, where's the sacrifice? Where's the thing we're going to give to God? And Abraham says, God will provide. In fact, actually, in Hebrews, it also says Abraham sacrificed knowing that God would give back. Abraham gave knowing that God would give back, that God could even bring back Isaac from the dead if that was going to happen. Because faith is being sure of what you hope for 
and certain of what you do not see. In the story that was read brilliantly, Abraham is stopped at the last moment from sacrificing Isaac and a ram is provided and everybody breathes a sigh of relief. Can you imagine it? Abraham getting to that point where Isaac is on the altar, raising the raising the knife to sacrifice him and sort of thinking, come on, one. You know, it's like that counting to three and not jumping off a diving board type thing. But Abraham isn't asked to do it. God provides. God's promises are true. If you learn nothing else from today, God's promises are true today. And he is sure of his promise. Abraham is sure of this promise that many nations will come from him. And God repeats the promise yet again at the end after this incident. So why is Abraham a hero? Again, there's two steps. Because he went where God told him and he left it all in God's hands. He went where God asked him to go. And he left it with him. He was called to go and leave it. He left his destination. He left his inheritance in God's hands. He left his family in God's hands. And he left his most precious son in God's hands. Abraham put two things on the altar that day. The known and the unknown. We are called in our lives to be obedient. And to leave things in God's hands. This week... Whatever you are facing, God is saying, do we have that faith of Abraham? God is saying we can be a hero. God is saying we need to go where I'm called to go. And we need to leave the outcome with him. We can't be in control of everything. God can. And God can be with us in it. The story and promises to Abraham show us that God can always be trusted and that even in the middle of a bleak situation, God can change things in an instant. God can change things at the last minute or on a journey. I remember a story from uh, Corrie ten Boom when her, she said to her dad, why doesn't God act? And her father said to her, when we go on the train together, when do I give you the money for the ticket? And she said, just before we get on the train. And God will not always give us a heads up but he will act and he will promise to be with us as i finish this story also shows us another hero that is jesus abraham was confident that god would provide a lamb he's already provided jesus for you and for me isaac was made to carry the wood to the altar jesus carried the cross to the hill where he died for me and for you. Abraham believed that God could raise Isaac from the dead to fulfil his promises and that's what he asks us to believe in. If you read Romans chapter 10 and verse 9 it says this, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved. That's what God asks us to do, to believe and have the faith that Jesus was raised. The difference is we've got hindsight, there's an empty tomb. Abraham was being asked to trust and have faith before Isaac was sacrificed or not. Faith is being sure that Jesus is Lord and believing that God has raised him from the dead. Will we be heroes this week? Will we be willing to go where he calls us? Are we willing to leave both the known and the unknown in God's hands? Abraham's story of being a hero tells me that we can trust God, that God's love is unfailing and his faithfulness endures forever. Will we be heroes this week?
Will we go into this week knowing that God's promises are still true today and forever? Will we leave both the known and the unknown on the altar of life and allow God to be in control instead of us? Two steps to being a hero, to go where God calls us, to obey him and to leave things in his hands instead of trying to take them into our own. Abraham is a hero. Read his story. Check it out. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you that we today can believe that Jesus is risen because his tomb is empty. Father, I thank you that I can say with my mouth that Jesus is my Lord, that he is number one, that he is the almighty. And Father God, we don't have hindsight on our stories. And I pray, Lord, you'll give us that ability to trust in you, to know that we can be sure and certain of you, even though we don't see what's coming next father i thank you that you are on our journeys with us and i pray lord we will let you be the driver so father god anyone who's watching this morning i pray that they will know that jesus is the perfect lamb that god has already provided and that because of him his death his resurrection we can be free and forgiven so father god this morning help us to know that we can go where you call us and we can leave it in your hands because your hands are bigger than ours and your ways are better than ours. In Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this morning. Please, please read Abraham's story for yourself in Genesis. Please remember some of these verses. Get in touch if you need to know any more. If you want someone to pray with you. We have Zoom worship again tonight at seven o'clock. And then throughout the week, we have our devotions, we have our new songs and we have all our worship going on. Check it out. We may also have a quiz night next Saturday or one evening next week. So if you want to join in with that, stay tuned on the website, on Facebook or on our email messages. And you'll get a re you'll get a reminder as to when that will be. It'd be great to see you commenting along, saying hello. Just try and make sure we get the word of God deep in our hearts, that faith is being sure and certain of him. Have a great weekend and God bless.